everybody. Welcome back to The Bold Sidebar. This is your host, Jeff Horn, talking all things New Jersey Supreme Court. I have been promising more conversations about our justices, in fact, our chief justices, and today we're going to talk about the first chief justice of the New Jersey Supreme Court that I ever got to meet. He is Richard J. Hughes. Now, most of the info I'm going to share here today comes from a book by Professor John B. Weffing, W-E-F-I-N-G. All of you Seton Hallers will know Professor Weffing. He's been around as a professor for going on 50 years. So I would think virtually every person that listens to this would have heard of Professor Weffing and your Seton Hallers would know him. The book is called The Life and Times of Richard J. Hughes, The Politics of Civility. I think it's an excellent title. It's a 2009 book. It's an easy read, a page turner, even though it's historical and full of facts. So what makes me jump to our fourth chief justice, as opposed to just keeping things in order, which I maybe should have done, and that would have been going Vanderbilt, then Weintraub, then Garvin, then Hughes. Well, I got to meet Chief Justice Hughes. I got to listen to him spin yarns in class for one of the most interesting college classes, the most interesting hour I've ever spent in college education. Anyone who knows anything about Richard Hughes, Governor Hughes, Chief Justice Hughes, Dick Hughes, all these names that he goes by, will know that he was a fantastic storyteller. And although when I met him, we're talking about the late 80s, his health was not so great. He was certainly blind in one eye, maybe another. He moved about with a cane. And uh, for the class, he sat in front of the class and talked to us. But the first thing he did was talk about partisanship. And while the, the book is, you know, the tagline is the politics of civility, he was very funny telling a story about how he would absolutely, as a staunch Democrat, absolutely vote for a Republican if the Republican was the better candidate. However, in his 50-odd years of voting, he had never found that to be the case. And he got a great laugh out of the class from that. And in the book, Professor Weffing shares that's advice that his dad gave him with the same kind of punchline. So he was, he was able to entertain us, notwithstanding his failing health. So let's just jump back. Whereas Justice Vanderbilt was an Ivy League law school guy, Weintraub, Ivy League, Justice Wilentz, Ivy League, on and on. Justice Hughes came from more humble educational background. St. Joseph's in Philadelphia, undergraduate, and then New Jersey Law School, now the Rutgers Law School. However, he could not simply get in on his own merits on his own application. He had to have an interview and the dean of the school said, all right, I'll let you in for a year and we'll see how you do. So uh, we're not talking about the maybe highfalutin academic viewpoint of the law that some of our other previous chief justices had. Nonetheless, during his uh, time in office, the court dealt with a lot of big issues, indeed, issues that we're still dealing with now. By way of example, the case of Robinson v. Cahill is, in essence, a school funding and school segregation case, which spawned or morphed into the Abbott case, and now the Latino Action Network case, 
which is percolating in the uh, trial court right now and deals with desegregating our public school system. The court got the first uh, rounds of the Mount Laurel cases going during the Chief Justice's, Chief Justice Hughes' time in office. And the Quinlan case, uh, Ms. Quinlan's represented by a prior bold sidebar guest, Tom Curtin. And uh, Quinlan, of course, is a, essentially a right to die case. Karen Ann Quinlan was rendered in an incapacitated state for a lengthy period of time. And uh, there was a lot of interest in this case. This is back in the 70s, of course. Uh, Justice Hughes served from 1973 to 1979 as Chief Justice. So we're in the 70s. There is a lot of input from religious organizations. And this was sort of ground zero for what now is a routine form where you can uh, fill out your living will, healthcare proxy, and uh, have a lot of power and self-determination that poor Karen Ann Quinlan and her family simply could not. So that got through during Chief Justice Hughes' service. And the court instituted the judicial evaluation system that we now have in place, which was never there before. So uh, you recall Judge Johnson talking about Chief Justice Vanderbilt creating a court system with accountability, not like the pre-1947 Constitution system that was based largely on politics and patronage and, and deal-making. We've got a professional judiciary, and evaluations are an important part of that. So a, a couple other just quick funny ones. Uh, when, when Justice Hughes was the governor, it was a big dust-up related to the Ocean County Democratic Party. Most of you know that's where I am stationed here, living and working out of Ocean County. And the Ocean County Democratic Party has not made that many splashes over the years. However, Professor Weffing shares the story whereby Jacqueline Kennedy, post-assassination, this is when Governor, when Hughes was the governor, post-assassination, was a resident of Manhattan, but had a home and horses and so forth in Somerset County. So there was a rumor that Mrs. Kennedy would run for the U.S. Senate. So the Ocean County Democrats endorsed her without asking her, without talking to the governor, without talking to anybody, endorsed Jacqueline Kennedy to run for the U.S. Senate while she was in Europe, knew nothing about it, causing Governor Hughes to have to write a letter of apology to Mrs. Kennedy. And indeed, uh, Governor Hughes was close with the Kennedys and was present for the uh, funeral of uh, JFK and had a long relationship with uh, Jacqueline Kennedy thereafter. So interesting, he becomes a lawyer, he becomes a judge from 1948 to 1957. Again, this is right after the new constitution. He was a judge of the Court of Common Pleas, then a Superior Court judge, then an appellate division judge. So, so fast forward, he ends his uh, service as governor in 1970. He's got a huge family, 10 children from a blended family, and he's never really made any money. He's served as uh, in, in government, so he's got to kind of get moving on making some money for a couple of years, and he does until, lo and behold, a Republican governor 
a lawyer who had appeared in front of Judge Hughes years and years ago appoints him as the chief justice. But here's the twist. Hughes, a strident Democrat, Cahill is the governor, and he has now been voted out. A Democratic governor is coming in, Brendan Byrne. So in that lame duck area, Governor Cahill appoints a prominent Democrat, in other words, the leader of the other party virtually, to serve as the Chief Justice. The Democrats controlled the legislative body at the time. Cahill knew they would never let him slide a Republican Chief Justice in while a new Democratic governor was coming in on the the heels of the uh, 72 or I guess it was 73 election. One other asterisk here. So I told you that Chief Justice Hughes is the fourth 1947, post-1947 Chief Justice. You've got Vanderbilt, serves for about nine years. You've got Joseph Weintraub, serves for 16 years. And then you've got Pierre Garvin, who served as a justice and chief justice for less than a year. He was appointed associate justice, then appointed chief justice, and within under two months, tragically passed away young, right on the eve of the gubernatorial election. So this created quite a a stir and enabled, you know, one of the interesting political deals that you're ever going to hear or see where a sitting governor who's being ousted because he didn't gain re-election, a Democratic governor is about to come in, a Democratic legislature, and you pick the guy that represents the Democratic Party over decades, certainly in the southern part of the state, but even statewide serving as governor, and appoint him as the chief justice. I, I think that shows just an amazing amount of cooperation, unity, trust among politicians, among the parties, to government, to even consider a thing like that. When I get Professor Weffing on, we'll dig in deeper to that. We'll dig in deeper to how did anybody know that Governor Hughes would not even want to take another position in government. He's got to feed 10 kids. He's got to clothe and educate 10 kids. And really fascinating. His family has huge ripples through the legal and political community, and I'll also want to speak with Professor Weffing about that. But there's one of my favorite guys, a true character, a true original, funny, bright, what a career as a judge, appellate division judge, governor, and chief justice. Richard Hughes passed away in 1992, but he is memorialized in the Hughes Justice Center in Trenton. That's where the New Jersey Supreme Court has its home base. The Attorney General has its home base, the tax court, on and on. And it is his statue that stands outside the law center of the New Jersey State Bar Association. It's him with a robe over his arm. And I'll give you another little nugget that the Sculptor is none other than Tom's River, Ocean County's only Brian Hanlon. And the live model that was utilized to assist in replicating the Chief Justice Hughes, it was Judge Francis Piskel, a retired judge, an Ocean County vicinage judge who retired from the Superior Court a number of years ago. So there's a little trivia that uh, you may not get anywhere else. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. 
you can hear my appreciation and affection for Judge, uh, Chief Justice, I should say, Judge and Governor Hughes. And uh, we'll talk more about this as we go along the road and certainly look forward to speaking to Professor Weffing. I appreciate you guys passing this along. If there's a case you have that's in the court heading for the New Jersey Supreme Court, uh, you just got done arguing. You want to talk with me about it. I'd be delighted to have guests on in that light and uh, pass this on to anybody who might be interested in the current events of the court as well as some of the lore of the court. If you like the bold sidebar, give us a five-star rating and I appreciate it and have a good one.